The Bible Study Podcast, episode 588. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Judah with 2 Kings 24. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are wrapping this up. This is the second to the last in a very long series. That will be 78 episodes long when we finish this. This is the 77th episode, which means we've been studying the kings of Israel and Judah for about a year and a half, if you've been with me since the beginning. But today, things start to finally conclude. We finally get the beginning of the Babylonian captivity. And it goes like this, Second Kings 24. During... Jehoiakim's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded the land, and Jehoiakim became his vassal for three years. But then he turned against Nebuchadnezzar and rebelled. The Lord sent Babylonian, Armenian, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders against him to destroy Judah in accordance with the word of the Lord proclaimed by his servants the prophets. Surely these things happened to Judah according to the Lord's command, in order to remove them from his presence because of the sins of Manasseh and all he had done, including the shedding of innocent blood. For he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord was not willing to forgive. As for the other events of Jehoiakim's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Jehoiakim rested with his ancestors, and Jehoiachin, his son, succeeded him as king. The king of Egypt did not march out from his own country again, because the king of Babylon had taken all his territory from the Wadi of Egypt to the Euphrates River. Jehoiachin, king of Judah. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehoshta, daughter of Elnathan. She was from Jerusalem. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. At the time, the officers of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, advanced on Jerusalem and laid siege to it. And Nebuchadnezzar himself came up to the city while his officers were besieging it. Jehoiachin, king of Judah, his mother and attendants, his nobles and his officials all surrendered to him. In the eighth year of the reign of the king of Babylon, he took Jehoiachin prisoner. As the Lord had declared, Nebuchadnezzar removed the treasures from the temple of the Lord and from the royal palace, and cut up the gold articles that Solomon king of Israel had made for the temple of the Lord. He carried all Jerusalem into exile, all the officers and fighting men, and all the skilled workers and artisans, a total of 10,000. Only the poorest people of the land were left. Nebuchadnezzar took Jehoiachin captive to Babylon. He also took from Jerusalem to Babylon the king's mother, his wives, his officials, and the prominent people of the land. The king of Babylon also deported to Babylon the entire force of 7,000 fighting men, strong and fit for war, and a 1,000 skilled workers and artisans. He made Mataniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, king in his place and changed his name to Zedekiah. And so we have been waiting for this day. The prophets have been saying for literally generations, during the time from Saul to David to Solomon to the split kingdom, basically, follow me and live in peace, 
or don't follow me and there will be consequences. And then more specifically, for the last few generations, the prophets have been specifically saying, and go look in the prophet Jeremiah, for instance, that this was going to happen, that they were going to be defeated by Babylon, that they are going to be carried off into exile, but that they were going to come back. And so we won't get to that part of the story during this study, but we'll get to that later on. But this is finally that time when God carries out what he told them he was going to do. God is patient and long-suffering, but he won't let evil continue forever. This is true with us, and it was true in this time, and he had sent all of these prophets to try and get them to change their ways. And they had that one bright, shining moment last week with Josiah the Reformer and then just slipped right back into their previous ways. They were led in good directions by good kings. They slipped back again and headed off in other directions when they had bad kings. They forgot the Lord, and they forgot his sovereignty, and they forgot that all that they had, their whole land, was a gift from him. And so because of that, this happens. And it says it right here up front, that basically the reason this happens is that God lets it happen, that God told them it would happen through all the prophets. And so a lot of the people, not all the people, but a lot of the people, the the richest, the ablest people are carried off into Babylon in exile. And they'll be in exile for about 70 years. And it says only the poorest people were left in the land. You'd think that would be the end of the story in the sense that those who were left would learn their lesson, but that is not the case because it continues, Zedekiah, king of Judah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah. She was from Libna. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. It was because of the Lord's anger that all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah, and in the end he thrust them from his presence. Now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. And it ends the chapter that way. The rest of the story will tell next week, but I think you can guess that it's not going to end well. And all of this chapter here doesn't end well, and it doesn't end well in part, and one of the reasons that I wanted to do this study, as I've said numerous times, is because of the poor leadership of kings like Zedekiah, kings who don't have a heart for God and who turn away from his ways. Zedekiah could have said, oh, look at what happened just a few years ago to the country because we were not faithful and could have turned to the Lord and there would be a different end to this story. But sadly, there is not. So next week we will wrap up this story of the study of the kings of Judah. Remember, we started as the study of the kings of Judah and Israel. It took us a while to have Israel join the story, but then Israel has already left the stage because, again, of their unfaithfulness. When we finish this study, I think the decision has been made that I'm going to go on to study the Gospel of Mark. And then at that point, I'm thinking of coming back into the Old Testament and potentially doing Ezra and Nehemiah, which follow on after the captivity. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet. Leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you.
there's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.